Hey, hey, this is Megan, and you're listening to the Salesy Podcast. This is a podcast for a modern business owner where you will learn how to build your business while staying true to yourself at the same time. As a sales expert of the last eight years and an online business owner, I am here to teach you tangible sales techniques rooted in psychology and human behavior. Get your earbuds on and your salesy notebook out and let's get started today. Okay, we are just going to dive right into this because this is one of the number one questions that I get when I'm coaching, when I do anything live, and it is, what is the difference between lead generation and engagement? Now, for a lot of what we're talking about, we are going to talk in the scope of Instagram. I use Instagram to run my business. With these concepts, though, you can really apply it to any marketing channel, even in person. And really thinking about it in a way that allows you to take this and apply this to what to use. With Instagram, the algorithm is always changing. So we're not going to talk about playing to algorithm, beating the algorithm or anything like that. The first thing that we need to really define for you is what is lead generation in your business and what is engagement. The way I view lead generation is that it truly comes down to finding leads who are paying for your services. And what that means is really thinking about our ideal client and what we need from them, either physiological or demographic characteristics, to be able to determine that they are an ideal client. So often when we are building your business and starting out, you are just looking for clients that you don't ask yourself, do I actually like working with this client? Is this actually an ideal client? Something that I see often when it comes to ideal client is picking a niche because other people pick that niche and they think it's more profitable. And in reality, it comes down to who you want to serve and how you want to serve them. Lead generation plays into this idea, though, of your funnel. So for everybody who is listening, just think of like your standard funnel. Ours at my house are white. And at the top, you put liquid. And at the bottom, it pours it into something smaller. In your business, you're going to go through the same process. And when it comes to lead generation specifically, we want to find qualified leads, but the qualified leads are going to start as like a shell of a qualified lead. They're going to have specific things that allow you to say like, this person is a lead. I'm going to use my own business as an example because, you know, easiest way to do that. For me, I typically work with female entrepreneurs who are service-based businesses. So coaches, service providers, those types of things who operate in the online space. So that shell is a female business owner who serves other people. Inside of that shell, you are going to have the specific problems that you help them with and then your specific methodology. So For the example, again, of female entrepreneurs, I typically help them in the starting stages of that zero to 5K. So they need to be making some money or have money for an investment. And the things that they struggle with is typically sales strategy. It is sales and marketing strategy. Now, a lot of times you can find someone who is the perfect lead and then realize that you can't help them. And so with your lead generation, this is something that you want to be continually adding 
to a spreadsheet, which we will include the free mini course in the show notes, or just taking mental notes specifically of that. Because lead generation is you always want to be filling the top of your funnel. You always want to be putting more people in because with that specifically, it allows you to, instead of searching desperately for clients, start qualifying them. Now, not all lead generation is engagement because you could find leads, stick them on the list and never engage with them. But most engagement is in your lead generation process. When we say engagement, we talk about contact points. So I'm going to say touch a lot. I don't physically mean touch. We just talk about contact points and those are also known as touch points. So engagement is going to be your touch points with those ideal clients with the intention of warming them up. Now, some of your engagement too, if you are on Instagram or even in other spaces can also be with your current clients. So interacting with their stuff and with your community members. Now your community is going to be made up of three types of people. It is going to be people who never buy from you and they are just a part of your community. It is going to be co-experts or people who do the same thing as you do. Or it can be things that position you and authority to your ideal client. And so with engagement, not all engagement is lead generation, but all lead generation needs some form of engagement. And so thinking about it in that spectrum, it can also help you prioritize it. Now with those touch points, we have to remember that the average consumer needs to hear something eight to 20 times before they buy. In addition to that, Specifically with that average consumer, hold on. Hold on. A little tech issue happening. Um, with that average consumer, they need to experience the brand five to seven times to build brand awareness. So while you are moving them through the buying process, you have to also think about in this sense of like, how much exposure have they had to my brand? And without having that exposure to my brand, what do they need for it? When it comes to early stage entrepreneurs, the number one thing I hear is, well, I just want people to come to me and buy my services. And that's cool. Me too. I, I want to build it and they will come. That is a mentality that is rooted inside of entrepreneurship. But in reality, you have to qualify why. Why do they need to come? How do you solve the unique problem? And if you don't solve the unique problem, how do they benefit from being inside your content, inside your space? Because at the end of the day, like business isn't really about us. And it's easy to be like, well, it's my business. and I have these outcomes. It's really about like, how do you help them? So thinking about your engagement, you really want to focus specifically on them. And thinking about people in general, you have to think about like, what are the things that light people up? Well, their name. Everybody loves to hear their name. People love to be genuinely complimented. So don't give a don't make a fake compliment. And people like when you have genuine interest in them. And so as you are engaging, whether this is commenting on somebody's stuff, whether it's publicly, Facebook, YouTube, those types of things, or messaging them, the engagement should focus primarily on them. Now with women specifically, we buy from relationship. And so not having surface level con like conversations of like, how are you? How's the weather? Those types of things. Asking interesting questions about them. Now, the easiest way to ask an interesting question about somebody is to mirror back what they're saying. And so what this can look like is if they post about their dog, you can be like, hey, what's your dog's name? And they could be like, my dog's name is Fred. And you could be like, oh, I really like that name. How did you come up with Fred? 
conversation skills and engagement are so key. And so if you struggle in that realm, you have to really build conversation with the focus on them and what they're saying and not your next step. With these specific touch points, you want to be tracking what you're doing and who you're engaging with and those types of things because you want to have an outcome always. I mean, the goal is to sign more clients into our business. The goal is really to build that online business, sign clients, scale to 5K months and beyond. But you also have to track like if you are doing something, if it's working or if it's not working. And so ways to do this specifically with engagement is one, seeing how many comments you're leaving. Where are you leaving these comments? What are you saying? And seeing what kind of response you get from there. Also looking at, okay, if we micro focus, which micro just means small, if we micro focus on engaging with this one person and we engage with them every single day, what is the outcome? But then also looking on a larger scale of how many people am I engaging with on a month, weekly basis, and those types of things. When it comes to engagement, though, you really have to like think about it from an energy standpoint. A lot of times when we do something, we're like, oh, I got to check this off. Like it's that mentality of like, there's that box, got to check it off and those types of things. And engagement is one of those things that like, if you're just checking the box, people can tell. If you're just commenting, nice post, fire emoji, those types of things, people can tell. And that really sets them off because here they are making this really good piece of content and you could take the opportunity to really recognize them and validate them. And you're just checking the box. And so if you are somebody who is really just like, I'm not seeing the kind of traction that I want, ask yourself, are you doing the engagement that you would want on your content? And if the answer is no, you can adjust it. And are you engaging with the right people and with the right heart. Now on the other side, lead generation is again, a have to thing. You have to be finding leads for your business. And when it comes to starting out, a lot of times we just want to build it and they will come. And if they come, then things will be easy. And because things are easy, then we don't have to really do it. And so thinking about leads as a buying process. So there are six steps to a standard buying process. We have a podcast episode coming all about buying process, buying decisions, and buyer behavior. We're going to simplify it down to three simple steps for you guys. So thinking about lead generation breaks down, people are either in one of these three boxes. They have a problem. They know what that problem is. They're seeking a solution for that problem. And they know that someone can help them. They're just not sure. The second box is that they have a problem, they have a solution, but they're not sure if that's the right solution. And then the third one is that they have a problem, but they're not fully aware of that problem. While you're doing lead generation, you can't just ask someone like, hey, where are you in the buying process? Like, do you know your problems? Do you know your solutions? Are you aware of how I can help you? You can position your marketing to not only support problem awareness, which is what problem are they having? Why are they having that problem? And even explaining why something as simple as, you know, not having enough followers is not actually a marketing problem. It's, you know, really you thinking about nurturing. Breaking it down for them can help them come in and be like, okay, I've had this problem. The awareness is this specific solution. Now can I go see it? Now, if they know their problem and they know their solution, the solution may not be the answer. 
Nine times out of 10, when it comes down to sales problems, I hear it's a marketing problem and it's a lack of sales strategy. And so really positioning the solution and why that solution is, is key. Now, the last piece of problem solution, unsure who can fit that comes down to relationship. And it really comes down to not only positioning yourself as an expert, but positioning yourself as a reachable expert. Because if you think about it, let's use celebrities as an example. Celebrities seem so far away that, you know, unless you feel like they owe you something personally, you're not going to buy into their stuff unless you have bought into their personal branding. A really good example of this for me specifically is like Megan Fox. I don't really know Megan Fox, obviously. I don't watch her stuff, but we share a name. And so I tie into her personal branding. So I'm more likely to buy some of that stuff. When it comes down to talking about you and how you help them, it's not saying like, I help you do this specific thing. It's positioning it inside of your marketing. And so when you're doing lead generation, you have to think about you are bringing people into the funnel. And what that means, if we want to visualize it, it literally means that like you are standing there with a funnel pouring water in and by pouring the water in, they're going to use the marketing to move themselves down and then you can have a touch point with them to qualify them. The thing that most people don't do is one, take leads off their list that they're unqualified. If you hear the word no, it's not a no forever, but if they are just not a good fit, it is a place of integrity for you not to serve them. The second thing is, is that people view lead trackers as numbers. And here's the thing is that your brain can't hold on to everybody. Your brain cannot hold on to all the information that you want it to. And so taking it out of your head and putting it on a piece of paper or putting it in a spreadsheet, which is in the mini course that's included down below is really key for you specifically because it allows you to say, okay, I have all these people. I can track where they are. And then I can also track what next steps are with them. The goal with a lead tracker is not to hoard a bunch of names. We're not like card collecting. This isn't like a Pokemon card situation. This is like, okay, can we start moving people through the buying process? And how long does it take the average lead from point of contact to conversion? Now I'm going to segue into lead time a little bit. But with the lead tracker included in the mini course, it does allow you to see how long of a lead time you're running. And the thing about the online space is that lead time is basically, like I said, from point of conversion or from point of contact to point of conversion. And what that means is basically from the first contact that you know of that they have with you to the time that they buy from you or not buy from you, lead time is all that time in between. And it is really powerful when you start lead tracking and really getting into the nitty gritty of how how many contact points, how many days and those types of things that you can start predicting how long it takes someone to go through that process. Now, as business owners, we love to try to speed it all up and make it move faster. But in reality, it's going to come down to knowing that so you can prepare for that because a lot of businesses planning, working the plan and then really deciding if the plan is the plan that is the most effective. So we're going to tie this all up in a nice neat bow. Your business needs both lead gen and engagement. And while you are engaging, make sure that you are focusing on the person and not what you have to offer. This is person first as always. Lead generation is finding those qualified leads, which is something that you should do. 
average rule of thumb that I give my clients is find five to 10 new leads Monday through Friday, put them on a tracker, start pre-qualifying them. If somebody's on a lead tracker, we want to make sure that we're engaging with them. If we are in an active selling period, just touch those people every day, guys, every single day, every day. If you are not in an active selling period and you're warming up for a launch, you can, you know, touch them more like once a week. With tracking all of this, it's super important to keep in mind that you are not your numbers, but your numbers can empower you. And so if you're very confused on how to sign more clients and do those types of things, go ahead, download the mini course below, and then leave any comments. Bye, guys. If you have loved today's podcast episode, go ahead and take a moment to rate and review on whatever you choose as your platform to listen. Rating and reviews help us not only be able to serve you deeper, but to bring more people in to learn more about sales. If you ever want to check out the behind the scenes, go down to the show notes. My Instagram is always linked and I will see you next Wednesday for another episode of Salesy.